Welcome to the SOAR Community Network Podcast with your host, Malie Ponpadit. Here, inside our community, we help each other see, own, articulate and release our unique message and mission into the world. Uncover your gifts and talents, release your passions, own your purpose and let's soar together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the SOAR Community Network podcast. Today, I have two guests. Uh, we have Carol Ann DeBarris, who studied in the Academia de Bella Arte in Florence, Italy, and became a portrait painter, a jewelry designer, a dealer in fine arts, specializing in old master paintings, and she is also a songwriter. She currently lives in New York City in the United States, and she belongs to the American Society of Portrait Painters. And then we have Jules Cashford, who went to Rodine School in Brenton, England, where she met Carol, well, Carol Ann, but they know each other as Carol here, and they became lifelong friends. Jules studied philosophy at St. Andrews and literature at Cambridge, where she taught literature for a few years. She then studied psychology and myth uh, mythology in London and began writing books. She has written several books in mythology and the imagination. And for children, she has written two books on myth and a book of poetry. Um, I, and now she's also, we're going to talk today about the animals carols and a retelling of the Grail story. A long, long list of accomplishments between these two ladies. Uh, I know that Jules also made two films on the early Renaissance painter Jean Van Eyck, shown at the Cathedral in Ghent in Belgium and the National Gallery in London. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Welcome, ladies. Thank you for being on our podcast today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. How do you go around telling people all these great things about you? Your bios are very long and you have this very long history with each other. It's very um, interesting to try to condense it all in just a few sentences, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. well, I don't think we say we much would... about it. <laughs> we studied together. We, we, we were best friends at school. We um, played together. We slept together for years <laughs> and then um we sang whenever we could and um we loved music and uh, all that uh, just stays with us all these years it's it's just, it's just been there all along um I'd love to. I'd love to hear the story. I mean, can you go back to the the time the the time that you both like first met each other, or maybe just the journey of being friends for so long? Because here today, I'm in the Washington D.C. area. We have Carol Ann, who's you know calling in from New York City, and then we have Jules, who's uh, in in the U.K. So where where are we all in the world, and how do you keep a friendship this strong for so many? years well we've had holidays together <laughs> and in Greece and one time even we met by chance in Rio when I was going to um, assist the Indians in resisting a dam um, and wow. I suddenly walked along the, with, with a Gaia Foundation, which I work with sometimes, and I was walking along the street, and there was Carol. So we, we <laughs> and I said, what are you doing here? <laughs> 
And she said she was part of the um, uh, people who were being, um, you know, assembled in the Amazon, and Sting was there. And I said, oh, my gosh, Sting. And then she says, yes, uh, and I'm late. And I said, but you haven't got the right clothes on. You're going to get bitten by all the mosquitoes and get malaria. And she says, well, I've already had it twice. <laughs> It's That's amazing. Great. I guess you were meant to stay in each other's lives. You know, friendships and people come into our lives, but they always say for a, for a reason, for a season and a lifetime. And I think all of the above uh, is true for the two of you and your friendship. Yes, there were times also which um, um, she was working very hard and so was I. So we... Um, and I was in Brazil, and she was elsewhere, all all over the world as well. So we didn't see each other for a long time. And then somehow we met in London. I don't quite recall how, but uh, when we did, we started talking about all sorts of things. And um, I was actually quite surprised. It was uh, the, the mystery of how she had developed a certain interests for the same things that I had developed um, for actually in in, in George Gurdjieff's um, philosophy, for instance, was one of them, and um, Carl Jung was another one. And here, here she was in front of me, and um, we started just picking up where we left off from school, <laughs> going into things which we never thought we'd go 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 back to and this is the the mystery and um and and actually the glee of it all of of friendship that's great. Well, we're on the show today to talk about a, a specific project and what I like to call mission and initiative, because what you ladies have put together is quite big and bold and extraordinary. So what I'd like to do is introduce our listeners to the Animals Carols, and I'd love to learn how what was the inspiration behind it and what is it actually in your minds? Well, it, it began when I was in a tiny little cottage in Suffolk in England, and my daughter had a nativity play, and she came back and she said, Mum, can you write something for, for the nativity play by, you know, next week? So <laughs> I did my best. I happened to have a piano there, and I it actually took rather longer than a week, but I wrote carols for the animals, which we call I call the animals' carols, and I wrote the music to them. And then she took them off, and they sang them at the nativity play, which I went to, played impeccably by the teacher, a lot better than me. And it was, a, it was an absolute delight, really, to see all these little kids actually loving the animals, because, of course, they all had animals. They had their pets. We were in the countryside. And, and it was like bringing the Christmas story into their homes, as it were, in, in their own terms, through the, the pets that they love and the, and the way they like to play. So that's how it began. And then the nativity being over and my daughter growing up, I put them away, really, in the bottom drawer, as one, <laughs> as one does, with lots of other things there, just about room for it. And then, to cut a, a, a long story short, many years later, Carol, I'd sent them to Carol, as I do send her things that I'd written, and Carol had, had a granddaughter, and you should probably take this over at this point, Carol, but Ca Carol's granddaughter loved these 
songs and carols and so much that that, that it inspired Carol. Mm. And well, they're, they're so they're so beautiful. They're so. I mean, Jules is being very modest here. They're not just you know little poems. They're very special in, in the way that they express what the animals felt and what the animals, what we have ignored for so long, when what the animals felt at um, uh, the night that Jesus was born, and they were part of it all. And there weren't only humans around, but there were all these animals. And then what animals um, think at all in their place on Earth here alongside of us. And so it was all very uh, specifically put and beautifully put by Jules, whose pen is magic. And um, so I read it to my granddaughter. She was six. And uh, she loved it so much that uh, I had to read to her every night <laughs> and, and sing, sing to her. And um, one day when her parents came to fetch her and she was in a bad mood and her mother came along and says, well, shall I read you a story? And so she said, yes. And so Michelle, my daughter-in-law, got any book and sort of she said, no, mommy, not that one. I want that blue book over there which, of course, was the animals' carols. And then when I started reading it and singing it to her, she just changed completely, and she was satisfied and happy all over again. And I realized that, you know, this, this, is, this is so um, true and useful for children and for everybody because she was understanding it maybe better than we could just explain how she was understanding it. Mm. But it was like a new teaching for her of um, the, um, the new way that she could look at animals and sense them and be with them and consider them and, um, and understand them. It had opened up a window for her, big one. Now, Jules, when you, when you first... I know that you were under the gun here when your daughter says, I need a story, mommy. And uh, you just put it all out there. And I'm sure there was a lot of inspiration that came through you. But did you always intend to have music? Or were you, or were you yeah. looking to just write the story and come up with the characterization and personality of each animal? Uh, did you have that intention? Or as you were writing it, did music flow through you? How, what, what was that like? Yeah. That's such an interesting question. Well, no, they came together. Thing is, I'd written a book of poetry for my daughter uh, before that. So I was sort of in the poetic mode, as it were. But the music came with, with the poems. And yes. it, I actually, in a sense, the, the music came first almost. Yes. They, I would sit there at the piano and play when I'm not a good player, but just I, I know the songs, my song um, apprehension's okay. But so, and it just would come naturally together. No, I, it, I, none, neither of them got ahead of each other, as it were, not the words or the music. And actually, even now, um, I, I wrote one the other day, and I had to sit at the piano and do it. I, and then it was it stays in your head for days, and you, you go quite mad with it, <laughs> with the song. And, and then the words come yes. when they feel like it. So it's it, the thing is, there was um, a, a feeling behind it that 
really wanting to give the animals their own voice. Because so often, they're, and in our Christmas story as well, they're, they're just a background. And we don't imagine ourselves into the lives of the animals and the thoughts of the animals and the feelings. And, and how would they feel being there with the baby Jesus? And, and how, how would the world look from their point of view? And this is, I think, crucially important, especially when you're awakening a child's imagination, but actually for all of us, that we, that we imagine from the point of view of the other, of nature towards ourselves, not, not only and always ourselves looking out at nature. So we're trying to sort of move further out into the, the, the reality of the animals. And yes. um, as, as indeed did... Um, St. Francis of Assisi, for instance, he, he was the first one in the 13th century, and he was the one who loved animals and birds and wrote a poem to Brother, Brother Sun and Sister Moon. But he, he was the first to make a nativity play out of real animals. Yes. And he had a real crib and real animals coming in from the fields. And it's, there's some wonderful pictures by Giotto that show this. And you, get, you hardly see the little human figures. They're all smothered by these glorious little bounding animals and goats <laughs> and, and donkeys and horses <laughs> and everything. And it's just a riotous feeling of joy, really. Yes. And you, you think to yourself, can we imagine a nativity without the animals, in fact? So they are always there with us. It's just that we, 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 I found it exciting to give that extra leap towards their own reality and, and, and let them speak to us. You know what I love about this uh, initiative, mission, project, ladies, is to really take it a whole nother level, right? It's it's beyond just the nativity scene. It's beyond just the story of when Jesus Christ was born. It's beyond just that particular um, belief or thought process in that community. But it really is about having every human being see each other as one, that we're all equally important, that we all have a voice. Um, you know, we're human beings are animals too. And we forget that sometimes, right? We yes. talked about this um, pre-show uh, when we when we spoke yesterday before this interview. Uh, it was really about this whole collective awareness, awakening that we have to do to really truly, when we say become one, it's not just to unite humankind, it's to unite all kinds because this world, this earth cannot survive, this this ecological system cannot survive without one, each other, all the species, correct? Yes, absolutely. Yes. That, that's exactly what we're trying to incarnate, really. This is the main thing, really, because this is where it takes us uh, this, to the next step which is uh, uh, the recognition, uh, the true recognition, which has to come from intelligence of the world and our own intelligence and our own consciousness and our own awareness and our own love and all that stuff to the worth of every creature that lives is sacred. We are sacred. They are sacred. The trees are sacred. The soil is sacred. Everything is sacred, and we have to start somewhere <laughs> to uh, um, uh, re-educate ourselves, say, to uh, put back the sensitivity 
of the sacredness. And we can start with our own dogs and our own cats and our own and see them in completely different ways. And, and it grows. It's amazing how much it grows. And then the little dog that misbehaves that go across, you can see him in a different light. And um, you can see, um, unfortunately, when animals and trees and our environment environment is being um, maltreated and where it's going to take us. So, um, yes, this is the story. This is the mission of the, the animals, carols, is to um, become more, become aware of uh, the sacredness of all things living. And, and that's, that, that's quite tough, really. Well, I, I think the brilliance of where where you've started because this is this is an ongoing project for you ladies, and I think it's a lifelong initiative. We know that because you're very passionate about this, and it really is going to serve the greater good of the world. But what I love is being able to tap into your own unique gifts and talents. Right, you're both very creative, yeah. but you're also very studied. You know, you you understand how to invite people to think about this intellectually, and it's. It's not just this fun thing that you're creating. Um, you, you're taking things from mythology and you're taking things from art history and you're bringing music into the fold. And what's so critical is um, that the, the spirit of who you two are as friends and also the fact that you used to sing in a choir together. I know that much. And that you used yes. to sing together and, and go back and forth with music. And you're bringing all of that together to make this uniquely yours, number one, because no one else has the relationship you two do. The story is born out of you. The love is born out of both of your passions for animals. I know you're both animal lovers. And so that's what makes this so unique and special. And I know also that it's not just Jules and Carol Ann who's been able to create this initiative because, you know, you have a, a an app. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a second. But who else has been a part of this project and what else is taking place? You have the story, you have the sheets, uh, the music sheets, but who, who else is involved? The animator, I think. And talk about other people who've really raised their hands and said, we want to help make this uh, come come to life. Well, Gilly. Yes, that's my nephew. Tell us about him. He is a born artist and he was actually living in Brazil on top of the mountains near the waterfalls and that kind of thing. But he's lived everywhere. And he was was classically trained. And we asked actually initially somebody else to do the drawings of the lamb Carol started off with the lamb Carol, and we found that, that the drawings were a little bit cold, and we wanted something more warm and cozy, but we wanted it real at the same time. We didn't want little dolls. Uh, and then Giddy came up with these magnificent drawings. They're just so gorgeous, so beautiful. 
as a true artist, he was never really happy with it. No, I could do this, I could make this yes. better. No. He never would finish. But the real thing is he absolutely adores animals himself. He has four dogs. Oh. Goodness knows who else. All tumbling just, around. He's just moved to Malaga three so dogs and three cats. You yeah, know? He's got his own love for animals. And that comes through the, the pictures, we think. That yes. He always is adding little things, little mice, little, little strange Brazilian yes. birds or it's just wonderful right i i took i i walking by his house i actually put my recorder on because i wanted very much to record the benchy v which is a particular brazilian bird and the benchy v it's actually in translating it means how well i saw you so he he comes to your house and he sings benchy v you know (laughs) and it was I'm looking at you. I can see you. And then I recorded all the other birds. And I recorded. I came back here. I recorded all the northern birds of this of this part of the hemisphere. And I was actually surprised how the bird song lasted in the recording, as pure as pure as if you were next door. And this is when I found out why this, when I hired Rafael Fusco, who is a musician and a composer, to help um, put the music correctly together, because we worked, Jules and I, we we worked together with this uh, music, and it had to have a lot of layers, different layers. And Rafael was the best person. And he said, well, because music, uh, the note is made up of various notes, but song is actually pure. So that's why it travels across um, even uh, environmental noises and arrives pure at your recording and stays that way. Wow. And I didn't know this, you see. It's you know, fascinating, fascinating the things, the things we learn about nature, right? Because we're yeah. we're so focused on our daily lives and we forget the purity of it all and the and yeah. the beauty of it all. Sometimes it's so much greater than us as human beings. You know, things make much more sense at that very primal level, and we complicate things. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So there was the other fact that was very important. Uh, we wanted this to be something which uh, was done quite a long time ago, initiated quite a long time ago. But we wanted to make it modernized as much as we could uh, without putting in a guitar and making it sort of like um, mundane. So it was quite difficult to keep it uh, 40% carol and 60% song and not to shift so as not to lose all our um, authentic choirs, um, which is our audience, and, and not to lose also the ordinary child in the street who can break dance to this. This is very important to us, that the bell carol, for instance, that Jules, we put in bells from Chartres from Cathedral. Chartres. Yeah. And uh, and Sant Antonio di Padua, these are six bells which go back to the 12th century. We put bells from the Salzburg Cathedral at the end, which also are another six bells. So all these are originals, and we had to get permission to use that. And um, and the birds in each carol is you know were authentic as well. And we wanted each child to dance when they go into. Ring the bells for Christmas Day going into the manger. (laughs) We wanted uh, all sorts of bells. And uh, we wanted each child to go in 
doing their own thing, just like the animals. Right. Yes. You want them to dance in skipping or break dance in or hip hop dance in. <laughs> uh, and it lends itself miraculously to all this kind of manifestation of joy. Right. And then Gilly put bells round all the little animals so that all the animals were dancing with joy and the bells as well as everybody else. Even little mice had bells. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So, so the the, the is, app is actually interactive. If you tap on it, yes, it's interactive. Yes. Well, let's talk a little bit now about the app because right now that's something that people can actually download and buy now. On your website, there's a shop uh, section. And in that shop section, I know that the app can be downloaded there. You also have music sheets, I believe, correct? Yes. What else is available in the shop? So let's talk about what people can access right now on your website. Different languages. The the shop the shop has you can you can buy Gilly's pictures which are gorgeous absolutely gorgeous and um, you can put them up on your walls. Um, we're going to do more things with this later on, but it's it's they're beautiful in themselves because they're beautiful illustrations. And actually, the one where the, the actually the baby lamb is holding the baby Jesus on his lap is a, a unique picture. I don't think that's ever been depicted that way ever before beautiful so that is a new, totally new and um and also we have um and the mp3s if somebody just wants just one carol to put it down in their playlist in their in their own uh, iphones or if they want all of the carols they separately without the illustrations because they want it in their um, recording of any kind and play it at Christmas time or at any other time, riding in a car, they can learn it off of my heart. My three-year-old grandchild listens to this for three hours nonstop. <laughs> hmm, that's great. Well, you also mentioned that the app is interactive. So when people download that, and if anybody listening has any problems downloading the app, um, they can even write me here on the show Uh and write me at Molly Pompadith at Sora Community Network or info at Sora Community Network. I'm happy to, to walk them through uh, how to download. But it's much easier if you just have, look go to the website, which is theanimalscarols.com. Um, animals with an S at the end and carols with the S at the end. Theanimalscarols.com. Uh, if you go uh, to the website from your phone, from your smartphone, uh, you can basically go to your app store and look it up as well directly to the app store and look up the animals carols and you'll be able to download it from your phone so anyway i wanted to make sure that you know anybody interested can contact us about that but when they go to this website and they go to the shop they have all of these um beautiful opportunities to have access to the animals carols now one question that i had for you ladies because this is an ongoing project and we have bigger bigger dreams for this Currently, how many carols are there available? Well, there's four at the moment. There's, there's one of the camel's carol is just about ready. Then there's an ox's carol coming along very soon. And then there's two lullabies and there's a star carol. And the, the, and what? And the shepherds and the shepherd's yep. carol. That's a rompy, rompy one jumping <laughs> on, on the ground. And... And then, and then there's a dog's carol because um, we 
we imagined it as a pageant, really, so that that all the carols could come in to one nativity play and the, the pageant could take it forward and people could act in it and dance and sing and it would be a, a joyous event. Mm-hmm. And then that's what really gave us the idea that perhaps we, we, we could go take this next year maybe a little further than this and actually have it beginning to come into a film, an animation, because that's how it keeps imagining itself, you might say. You see all this and you see all the animals and the animals start to dance and they start to talk to each other and the the ox and the ass are great friends because they're always together in Christmas cards. They all keep an eye on each other and then they're kind to the lamb and so forth. So they all get together and you get this feeling that, yes, well, suppose they moved and suppose they went along and suppose there's a dog came along, one of Gilly's lots and lots of dogs and my dog and everybody's dog comes along and actually leads us to talk to all, all these different animals and, and, and they sing their carols and then we get a little closer and then by having them all together we suddenly start to, to move through into an animal world where we're, we, we feel totally at one with and at one with all creation through the animals. Well, you just completely stole my thunder because that was the next question. Was it? <laughs> no, it's beautiful. The next question really comes down to that. What do you envision for the animals, Carols? What is next? I mean, you have this beautiful app. People can buy the illustrations. Uh, you have this interactive application where the music and the carols can be there. You can take this and, and start creating your own scene uh, for Christmas nativities, for plays and things like that. So I, I see that beauty in that. But really, you just you just answered the question. You see this eventually as an animated film. But I know, I know, Carol Ann, at least, you see this as a mega blockbuster, don't you? Huge thing, space. I can't think of anything more gorgeous than having a story of um, an animal uh, walking through and trying to go... Uh, towards their fellow animals and uh, Jules suggested that um, they they get get they get into a sort of a think think tank <laughs> <laughs> uh, an animal think tank and they uh, go back in memory and they start rem- remembering their lives and their impression of the earth around them and what happened around them at all times. And it's not only for Christmas, it's uh, during the year because we're going to put in the dolphins and the whales as well as the lions and the tigers. And uh, they all have their story come from different places. And so what I see is all this rendered in song. Um, I have to go back here because I I forgot to tell you that there is sheet music, score music for whole orchestra and as well as just a more simple, just piano and vocals Mm -hmm. that you can download from the website so that a whole orchestra can uh, actually uh, print out these score sheets, this music and get their singers to sing it. Uh, either in the churches or uh, any small or big orchestra, it, it's doable. Or if they want to record it themselves and record it differently in any other way, it's just like any other music. You download the music, you have the sheet music in front of you, you read it and you play it. 
That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's as easy as that. And my this is where it broadens all the time. It goes to the schools. It goes to the, I see, as I see it, it goes to the TV that you can download it. It goes to the radio that you can hear it. And it goes as a film, a visual, something which is moving. And you can put all your sensibilities there and all the different sensibilities of the, of the animals. And I think that's very important. So then, ladies, how do we make this happen? How do we take this, pro this, this seemingly small project that was born out of both your hearts and minds that's becoming this great big thing now, but how do we help you manifest it into, like you said, hearing this beautiful music, uh, maybe in, even in large uh, concert halls with big orchestra celebrating yeah. the holidays or celebrating any time of oh, the yes. year because we're extending it now beyond just the nativity scene. We're li literally looking at this as an opportunity to really feature and highlight and personalize these animals so that we can live together in harmony like they're 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 no they're no lesser than we are they're not better than we are we are all together uh which i love that and uh how you know want to be able to to hear this on the radio like you say carol adam and i i want to help manifest your big dream i think anything's possible but what do you need right now Perhaps we have listeners who are interested in supporting. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, first, uh, you know, there is a lot, there's a big movement now all over the world of um, people um, have been uh, exposed to um, more appreciation of our ecological system. And the fact that there's... Um, very urgent in very many ways that we all do realize that we're here together, that their lives are as important as ours. We kill them, we kill us. Um, and that has become each time more valuable and understood by a larger amount of people who are con in cons conservation foundations and animal foundations and uh, all over the world. Um, uh, there's a new a museum in Rio de Janeiro called the Museum of Tomorrow, and that's what it actually deals with. It deals with the animal world and uh, the environment and what is to become of us if they cease to be. And... Um, there is also one in France, La Maison du Futur. That's another one. They built one here in New York last week, but it looks more like real estate to me, but I hope <laughs> they've got the message. You know? And th this is the big picture. And the more we play in our schools and sing, and it gives us goosebumps when we sing of the sensibilities of the animals and our own together, uh, it, it, the more we're aware that what is really in our hearts. Also, they used to have, in the St. John the Divine, always had a, uh, an animal mass. There is a mass for the animals. And it used to be once. Now it's about three times. St. Francis of Assisi puts that on too. There are other churches each time more um, putting on these masses for the animals and everybody brings in their pet animals and they're blessed 
this is wonderful. This is going to go on more and more and more, I'm sure, all over the world. And in doing this, hopefully, uh, we will help each other to further uh, and, uh, this, this um, mission, which is uh, uh, not only ours, but belongs to everybody. We are just telling it our way. Mm -hmm. Well, it's just a microcosm, really, of, of trying to put forward how crucial it is that we make relationships with animals, that it all depends on relationship, that that, that is a mutual relationship. It's not just us using animals or any aspect of nature for our own purposes. It's that we are all in it together. It, all is All of it is sacred. So, in a sense, we're trying to start this very early for children at at an at an early early time when when it's quite natural to be feeling at one with your animal and indeed it is for people all through their lives who have pets and it's so we're trying to show the, the the joy of this through the music and through the singing and it's whereas it starts with the nativity as as is our tradition it opens out really it it, it yes. i think it's meant to open out into all births human all human births all saviors all animal births and, and, and there are many poems to this effect. Um, Thomas Berry, for instance, who was a great friend of mine, he's written a poem to all the children. And he goes through all the children, those that swim in the sea and those that fly in the air. And then he says, and the human children too. <laughs> <laughs> and you get this wonderful um, realization that actually you had been putting yourself a little bit earlier up in, in the poem. And that that's, that's unwarranted. And he, he gives you the delight of feeling that we be, we come into the world that is already there, animals are are precede us, and that therefore we have a choice as to how we make our relationship with them. And indeed, arguably, it's a moral choice, and that's why it's so important that that perhaps we we could try and take this further if we we could have a little help at some points it would be easier then it might actually do some good that's the hope well ladies i um i love the fact that this was born out of love right and i think massive massive transformation and change happens when it's born out of love versus fear i think it's longer lasting i think it's much more sustainable when it's born out of love. And I could just feel the love from both of you. Your personalities are very different, like polar opposites. But there's the central theme is that you really love this planet. You love all things that are on this planet. And you really want to see us be able to be here for a long, long time together. And Jules, I would like to ask this question. Uh, it's a personal one. You know, thinking back of when the first carol was written for your daughter's nativity scene for the play how how do you feel are you happy with the progress so far and we have a long way to go and i'm so honored and humbled that i'm on board to support this you know mission as well um 
how do you feel today, though, in this current moment? Can you share some of your thoughts? Did you ever imagine it would even get to this? I mean, can you can you honestly say that you it would have been an app one day and you would have a website and you would be talking on a on an international podcast about this? <laughs> no, I can honestly say I never, never dreamt of it. <laughs> but it, it's just wonderful that it's that it's taken over really and, and and you 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 hope perhaps it's something in in the idea itself something in in the in the poems and the music and 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 everybody's love for animals that actually is conveying it along it because i mean no you you're absolutely right it wasn't planned it was a it was for my daughter it was just to 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 have a lovely nativity play and and try and and bring the animals in so it was very modestly begun but then, of course, the more I've I've learned since then, um, the more I've wanted to to put the animals first and put nature first. And so, strangely enough, it's helped me to think a bit better as well. I think, and and so no, until Carol came along with her grandchild and 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 knew all about apps, at least in principle, then um, <laughs> then it no, it then it took off. And and then the actually the excitement of bringing in all sorts of different music and Gilly's wonderful paintings and everybody who's been in it has all always been joyful and it's been exciting. Yes, and, and 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 some people who've spoken to Carol, for instance, have have really loved it, haven't they, Carol? And and said so that it it sort of spirals. Uh, in spite yes. of us, in a way, we're doing our best, but it it does keep going, um, yes. and getting. Sometimes it, it has moved people, and that's very exciting. Yes, in a very that's special I, way, I, too. Yeah. Well, Carol, Carol Ann, how do you feel, um, if, especially, you know, when, when you got all excited when your granddaughter chose the blue book? Let's just, let's just say that was the pivotal moment for you. Yes. She chose the blue book, right? When yes. she chose that book and you were sparked there, did you imagine that you would get this far? And... Um, and how do you feel now? I mean, I, I just get so excited because sometimes when we have these great ideas, they just stay ideas. But and if we're patient enough to realize that things are in motion right now, sometimes we want everything to happen tomorrow. Like you want that animated film to happen tomorrow. But I want to yes. also remind us to pay gratitude <laughs> for the progress. Right. So can you share a, what kind of your perspective? Um, did you ever imagine it would get here? Well, um with, with, without extending my expectations you know, too much, um, I, I actually try to uh, just take step by step. And I witness the, the, the joy and the love that people have expressed by listening to the music and by looking at, uh, at these beautiful um, illustrations of Gillies. And then afterwards by realizing what it has to say so it's sort of threefold and um it starts off quite little with other people as well and then um and then there's some form of magic <laughs> that's the only word i can think of that comes in and uh it it sort of installs itself and uh, people are and children are in awe and there's uh, that one one carol which is the the clay birds carol which is almost like a lullaby and every time i sing it or play it to my um grandchild who's restless 
he will sleep. <laughs> it actually puts him to sleep, puts young, very young children to sleep. That's how much it calms people. And I'm saying to myself, this brings magic as well. So I never expected so much magic to happen. No, I didn't. But it doesn't surprise me on on another hand, you know. Well, and, and I, I warned you before we got on this interview that it would go pretty quickly. So before we put our final thoughts um, to the table here, I'd like to ask for your final thoughts, ladies, in terms of the listeners. How, how would you like them to engage? How, how, what might you want to invite them to do to learn more about the animals' carols? Well, I mean, do download the app and, and there will be a book um, of the carols and the pictures and the music together um, by, by Christmas, we hope. And, and there will be more, more carols by then growing all the time. And I guess downloading it and, and just um, enjoying it, just, just, just going with it is, is the best thing that could possibly happen. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know this, and I'm going to put my marketing hat on here and support you. I know that the, a lot of times when people hear how can, how can they support and they're a little nervous about, well, I might not have the monetary financial means to support, for instance, to be an investor for the animated film. Um, although you are looking for investors, by the way, for listeners out there who are interested, <laughs> let us know, right? Um, but you can support by simply becoming a part of our community, right? Um, you have a Facebook page, for instance, called The Animals Carols, going there and liking that page, going to the website, which is also theanimalscarols.com, and buying and purchasing. And we're talking, you know, less than $5 for the app. You know, it's, it's an, a way for us to get this message out there and to enjoy it, too. It is something for you and for your family. But we want to invite everyone to think about this global community. We want everyone to think about that they can be a part of it by supporting your dreams, but ultimately it serves all of us. So I'd like to say that. And for those that do have the means financially, um, I know Caroline and Jules are right now, things are already in motion uh, for this animated film. And uh, investors are very much welcomed right now. And so I know that um, if they're they're interested, they can contact you directly using the contact form on your website. Is there any other way to reach you, um, emails, or, or go straight to the website? Is that what you prefer? I think going straight to the website is, 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 is simpler for everybody or um, because we would have to give out our... Uh, our own private um, emails, which is okay too, if it's requested. Yes, somebody, so th- but they would request you, right? Exactly. the The website is just fine. Theanimalscarols dot com, and then also the Facebook page. That's how they can uh, connect and message as well. So, ladies, thank you so much. Any final thoughts for our listeners and animal lovers who might be listening here <laughs> before we close out? It's just so nice to be part of something really nice with really well-meaning and beautiful and and, and kind and uh and and forward thinking and um driving it as well you know you need you need everybody to drive something beautiful you and everybody should um think of it that way that you're part of something really lovely there's, there's no reason not to you know right it's it's a joy 
Yes. Jewels. Yes. That we're that we're that we're part of something bigger, all of us. Yes. And, and that's that that would be good for the earth, and it would be wonderful to imagine everyone's little kids really being happy and 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 feeling for animals through through that. That would be a gift in itself. And that and, they did their part. Yes, and then they would feel that probably already do feel it far yes. more. Than us who may have forgotten it a little whereas as a little kid you do feel at one with the universe and and it's terribly important that that, that they keep that and that in no wrong kinds of education um distance them from it yes so that it can stay along with a thinking mind which can grow out of it but not replace it that's why we focus on the imagination so much because that's the holding force that will keep keep us all sane and hopefully save the planet, as Einstein says. <laughs> That's I wonderful. I can see that in schools. You see, I can see teachers giving up pieces of paper. They draw this, draw that. What's your version of the lamb? What's your version of the donkey? What's it? You know, like a. It's such fun, you know, to uh, uh, explore that too. What's your version of the song? You know, and what what, what does a camel sound like? And what's he saying? Well, I think it's really cute. I really do. Well, thank. Thank you, ladies, for bringing out that imagination in all of us and allowing us to tap back into uh, the little people that really saw the world in awe and, and saw everything as miracles. And I think that that child in all of us needs the reminder. So the Animals Carols does that for us as human beings, but also allows us to see ourselves more than just human beings, but truly beings all together as one. So thank you again for your time. Thank you for, I know our time, our time zones are different and I appreciate you um, accommodating to make this happen but it was a delight and it's a joy to work with you both ladies and helping you get this message to, to the global market and for our listeners out there thank you so much for continuing to listen and to join us here uh, on the SOAR Community Network podcast and we will speak with you very soon take care everyone thank, thank you, you very Andrew. much Molly thank you Molly thank you thank you Thank you for tuning in to another episode of SOAR Podcast. Join us by visiting soarcommunitynetwork.com.